0: Hi, I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, today Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema.
1: Doctor said I need a backyotomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It has come to this. Nice intro.
0: That was some snap. That was good. I never... You're you're getting good at this. Am I... Am I... <laughs> I came in... Uh, I I went with an aggressive approach. You've come in... Yeah, you've ago. come in just running. Yeah. Just pedal to just the really metal. Like I'm landing a parachute.
1: You've come in... Yeah, but I think this one was like really straightforward. We were just talking about Burt Convy, so maybe mm, you had a little bit of that. I was uh, kind of inspired by that Not a game Convy. show, but you know... You're a pro, yeah. You it had that in sound, mind.
0: Wow. Maybe I did have some tattletales <laughs> and super password uh, <laughs> in my brain. Oh, it has come to this. It I'm has. Eric. I'm Charlie. We're here to talk about the wonderful uh, thrill of a great homemade movie. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about Coven. The movie made famous uh, by the documentary American Movie, mm-hmm. which I just got to see a screening of. You did. and Lucky uh, bastard. And uh, The Evil Dead. Sam Raimi's One of the ultimate amazing. homemade movies.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we say homemade, low budget, no budget. Uh, people just out in the woods, not yeah. really knowing what they're doing. Very but DIY. Making it work. DIY. That's the way we want mm-hmm. to say it. Uh, you and I both love DIY movies, whether yeah. it's... Uh, Night of the Living Dead takes Texas Chainsaw Massacre totally. or it's something all the way down or it's something
0: shot on video cassette. We've you know? watched a bunch <laughs> of shot on video movies and there've been I mean look at something like Black Past. Oh man. You know, that's that thing was intense. Black Past and Night We've Feeder. We've seen that a few times. The, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Night just Feeder let... Jungle Trap was one of my <laughs> favorites uh, with the really cheesy just like uh, video uh, editing that they had to do on that one. Yeah.
0: I, it's but i uh, just love yeah shot on video film i love oh we watched a phobe Oh boy yeah canada's own shot on video google some of those guys and uh, you'll <laughs> see what we're talking about it's great i love shot on video and i love just man these people went out and they made a movie they did right. it they yeah. made a movie they had limited means to do so and they did it. But and they had the passion, the right? Passion the passion was there. That's I, the
1: unlimited factor. And sometimes you get a great classic like uh, The Evil Dead, one of the great classic uh, low-budget, no-budget horror films. Yeah, I mean, it can't get much that is, bigger uh, than that. Yeah, now it's its its own legacy. It's its own dynasty. Yeah. Uh, it spawned several sequels, probably comic books, uh, TV show for sure. <laughs> yeah, everything. Uh, everything. So it's a remake, everything you could think of. So, uh you know, it is like, a successful brand yeah. that spawned from like a student film. Um but yeah, first let's talk about Coven. Uh if you guys haven't seen Coven, it's on YouTube. You can just look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh it's the independent film by Mark Borchart, who right. uh was the featured guy in American movie, which if you haven't seen that if you haven't seen you that you got some homework to do to catch up here, but one
0: of the greatest documentaries oh, in American film American about movies. any subject, yeah. but especially about film and filmmaking. Yeah, it's uh beautiful. It, um, it, if you've not seen American movie, it came out twenty years ago, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you have to seek it out. It's it's such an important movie and such a fascinating look at one guy's passion, which was making movies mm-hmm. and all of the associated problems and, with that, and kind of the madness of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. And Mark Borchardt is just a character like no other. Uh, you see it all in that documentary. He is uh, he's a little he's a little nuts, but Man, then you watch Coven, and it's great. (laughs) It's It's, great, and he's great in it. It's just a wonderfully dark, brutal horror movie. Yeah. Uh, And it's one of those where if you see the the American movie first, you might kind of see this guy not as a comedic figure or or whatever, but, yeah, you watch the movie, it's like, oh, he's the real deal. If someone gave him a budget and, uh, you know— he can make things happen. But more often than not, we're talking about independent filmmakers who are doing this for no money, with no money, yeah. using friends using and family. Using friends' money, uh, using credit cards. Casting your uh, crazy old uncle, uh, yeah. all that good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, you just saw Coven on the big screen with like yeah. 200 other people. What a weird uh, uh, Because the guys idea. at Forever Midnight are insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they hosted a, a screen of their own short film and they screened Coven with Mark Borchardt. And I have not let you tell me anything about this because yeah. I just I want you to tell I me saw, all. It was just last night. The next twenty minutes of this podcast are purely <laughs> for me, no one else. Uh, I want I want the details. Uh, yeah, excellent. Where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: so yeah, Forever Midnight, who've had a, a horror podcast that's great and been on for geez, they're probably over a hundred episodes by now. They've been uh, doing it a while they've now. They've been doing it a while, and they are also put out cool merch. You know, T-shirts, enamel pins. These guys like, are
1: really talented artists. Yeah, uh, really talented musicians. They make music. They and draw now it. filmmakers. Yeah, um, yeah, and they have great, great stuff.
0: Yeah, it. it they're pretty talented. And this this night, uh, they screened their short film, which was really cool because uh, we screened it in a huge theater. I thought it would be in one of the fifty seat theaters, like a small event. But no, it was in the biggest theater in the Roxy, 200 people sold out. And it's cool. So you see in this short film that these guys took a year to make, and it's in front of locals. Yeah, it's called Night Drive. Night Drive. It's really cool. You can look it up. And uh, I don't know if you could see it online or anything. Not sure. uh, I thought thought last night was the premiere. I think it's the
1: premiere. But I mean, I don't know if they're just putting it on YouTube or anything like that yet.
0: Staples said his music from it is going to be up somewhere soon. Oh, cool. Which he filmed, the music for it is great. One of his best songs ever plays over the credits. So, yeah. So, it was really cool. But I think, like, the feature course was going to be the screening of Coven, which I never thought I would see in a theater. Mm -hmm. If you watch American Movie, you don't even know if this thing's going to get made at all. Right. Or if it's going to be any interesting at all when it's getting made. So the fact that it did become a cool 40-minute movie, and oh, it was so great. Since it was shown in full screen, before it screened, the curtains came in a little bit uh, at the edges right. of the screen because that Theater 12 screen is it's in, so... It's ch- in the 4 by 3 yeah. format. The, the whole screen is the biggest screen in the county. Yeah. Uh, that's where we saw It too and Us. Sure. On that screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The big time. <laughs> and uh, How did the
1: audience react to Coven?
0: They were into it. Yeah. I think a lot of people there did not know of it. Mm -hmm. Just looking. uh, There was a there was time to kill because it was also a beer release, which is part of the reason why there were so many people there. (laughs) Uh I knew a new Saison drops and that's going to (laughs) bring out a a crowd. A black Saison. Yeah. 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 The whole witchcraft beer available soon. And (laughs) so I knew I had to get there way early to get a decent seat because I knew it was sold out. So I was just kind of hanging out at the seats ahead of the movie and chatting it up with people around me. Mm-hmm. None of them had ever heard of mm. Coven or American movie. Wow. It's like they were just there because they were Henhouse Brewing fans. Sure. So it's like this is a f- crowd of people watching student or short films that don't typically watch <laughs> these kind of films. And the reaction was great. Like people weren't uh, mocking it. They were laughing when they – they should because there's several scenes with uh, Mike Shank, one of the greatest <laughs> dudes ever. Yes, also featured in American movie. He seems so fake, but he's he's the most real. Fucking he seems dude like a total. <laughs> he seems like an
1: extraterrestrial who landed yeah. here. He really does seem <laughs> he's like he's from one another of the planet. Most
0: beautiful people ever captured on film. I love Mike <laughs> Shank so man. much. Yeah. And uh so there's a bunch of really <laughs> right. funny Mike Shake scenes at, at like a uh addicts recovery he, meeting. Right, a lot of
1: the movie is uh this guy who's a failed writer I want to say.
0: Not, uh, not a he's a guy who makes the rent with his writing, right. but he's not doing the writing he wants That's to. That's what do. it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
1: but uh he's going to a recovery group because of alcoholism, drug abuse, taking too many pills. And then yeah. the, the the recovery group turns out to be this coven, coven, yeah. however like you want to say it. It's like a howling situation,
0: yeah. Where uh, instead of werewolves, it's like this coven of witches. It's coven, right? Is it coven? coven? I think coven? it's coven. Th- coven is uh, that's a whole thing good.
1: in the in the mo- in the American movie because <laughs> yeah. the one guy says it's coven like oven, and everyone else is saying coven. Yeah, R- you know. Go see American Listener, movie. It's
0: up to you. You decide. American movie is a top five I'm going to have to watch that again soon. It's yeah. so beautiful. Uh, but yeah, so we get a bunch of great Mike Shank scenes talking about taking hits of acid mm-hmm. to his recovery group. Yes. There's three that. people you don't talk to. <laughs> <And> the, guy, <laughs> the guy is so beautiful. He's so great. And uh, so yeah, Coven's impressive as hell. Because you see an American movie, this guy was basically robbing money. Mm-hmm. He's uh, <laughs> Trying to desperately bilk people out of money to make this he was working what janitor gig was he a janitor i know he somewhere? was doing
1: something uh yeah something like that and then he like Again, he it's been a while since i've seen american yeah movie itself. It,
0: it and then he it's like he wouldn't sleep because he would be up all night at the local university using their editing room mm-hmm. like which he somehow finagled his way into being able to use yeah I and mean, this guy was struggling to make this thing that was only sapping money from him and driving him totally crazy but like, he was he was undaunted no, the, the entire yeah, time they'll... he never
1: like he might doubt himself at times or whatever but he never gives it up
0: no yeah that and... you can tell at no point he is doing whatever it takes to make this movie yeah and i think it really like comes through it's a cool 40 minute flick and some of the shots in the movie are gorgeous mm. there's a shot he uses a couple of times uh, through a bunch of, jeez, he's gnarly. What an ugly area to, to live in, man.
1: He really captures, yeah, this. It's, Just it's a this really stark, gritty, black and white, oh. uh, kind of grainy film stock. It's like that movie. 16 millimeter kind of a thing. Yeah. You remember eight, that movie
0: Midnight we watched? It was made mm. by the guy who wrote uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yes, and we watched it so we could talk to him about it at yes. the uh, the screening. Remember that was filmed in like the winter in Pennsylvania, right? And it was just the ugliest movie ever. Like the whole movie was just these walls of black, scraggly trees mm-hmm. everywhere. And that's there's a few shots in Coven like that. They're like, oh god, what a like, right. A, it's kind of like be an alcoholic in this yeah, place right. too, it's, man. It's like desolate, holy cow, yeah. It's this just desolate,
1: dreary. Kind of, but even some of those shots, I know what you mean with those brambles and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's what they were trying to make, you know, Pet Cemetery look like or something. Like, yeah, it's right there. It's
0: that. That's what I picture. Yeah. And there's this gorgeous shot he uses a couple times of shots through those brambles and poking up out of it is this like great old church oh, uh, yeah. steeple. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. really cool witchy uh, witchy shit, man. <laughs> 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 um, it's cool, and the music for it is really great. Forever Midnight also put out. The the soundtrack the, the yeah. score to this thing famously yeah which is one I there's not many copies of that left a either cool cool score yeah and it's a great score It really has that carpentry kind of vibe but with a cheaper budget mm-hmm. and it was really impressive score for the movie just the whole thing's impressive nice that scene of him getting dragged uh, through the woods mm-hmm. and then having to like getting dunked in uh, like puddle that's just some dude out in the freaking winter. <laughs> woods in wisconsin mm-hmm. dragging himself through a freezing cold puddle <laughs> like a dirty ass puddle out in the middle of the wet woods that's true because this guy wanted to make yeah a movie that maybe no one would see <laughs> you gotta be a little bit crazy to do you this, do and so he was there last night that was, right that was my big draw the big draw was yeah mark
1: borchardt flew in from uh, milwaukee yeah to uh, where we're at here in the Northern uh, California area. And uh, yeah, did a little Q&A. I would just love to hear.
0: I regret not recording it because oh, this guy's amazing. He is... Hopefully somebody had their phone on recording it. Yeah. You, you got to think, right? It needs to... It, I just, I texted Staples during it and I was just like, holy shit, this guy's amazing. And he's, just, and he's like, I know, right? Uh, He's, he's... I couldn't say crazy, but we talked earlier using this phrase about Sam Raimi, who we'll bring up, uh, driven.
1: Yes. And Relentlessly driven.
0: Relentless is a good word. He grabbed, so Mark Borshardt, first off, is like, gotta be 6'5". Uh, big, tall, kind of lanky, but intimidating presence guy, even mm-hmm. though he's kind of tall, skinny guy. He's got the big, long hair. The 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 famous glasses. Yeah, he's got those real like Coke bottle, <laughs> giant square glasses he wears. But he moves constantly, hmm. and so he's kind of uh, unnerving. To be honest, he's rocking and he's like moving his arms and just kind of like towering there. Huh. So the second he gets the mic for the Q and A, and this is the big theater, he starts speed walk pacing oh my the god the length the like the width of the theater back and forth the full length while he's talking while talking okay and first so the questions are all pretty like pretty basic mm-hmm. these kind of q a's that people don't know the, the sure the material so it's just like what's your inspiration like basically we got four different like where do you get your ideas from? Uh huh <laughs> kind of questions. Like, oh my god. <laughs> so normally it's just like, uh I like watch you know No. Mark Bourchart starts off this answer with like I don't really get inspired by other directors, because uh, I don't really I don't really care about other directors. <laughs> and all of this is while he's like just pacing the whole theater. And then he talks for five straight minutes without like stopping for sentences, naming off favorite directors (laughs) (laughs) and just talking about movies he's seen. Nice. Just for just like, and he's just like naming off like a guy who's just only watches The Criterion. Mm. catalog. He's like, I really like Goddard. You know, really like John Luke Goddard. <laughs> and uh, Eric Romer. The films of Eric Romer. I've seen every Hitchcock movie. Every single Hitchcock movie. But also Woody Allen. And also horror stuff. And it was just like, oh my That's god. Awesome. He just, that, yeah, after immediately saying he's not inspired by any directors. Exclusively talked about directors who he'd seen their entire catalogs. I love it. And it's all like Carl Theodore Dwyer, I liked what he was doing in, like, the early 20s. And just, like, yeah, like he would get specific with all these.
1: I liked what he was doing in yeah. the early 20s. Yeah. This Beautiful. guy is a
0: straight-up historian. Oh, he sounds like... The sounds his, like an encyclopedia. Yeah. Who sounds like the encyclopedia has driven him kind of crazy. Right. <laughs> Too much information, maybe, in his head. Yeah. yeah. He... And then he's also the kind of guy who somebody would ask a question about... Um, you know, oh, it reminded me of this kind of, of this movie. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, so here's the thing about that movie. (laughs) And then within one minute, he's like, and then Warner Brothers, the other production company in town, was doing this. And then three minutes in, he'd be just like, what the, why the fuck were we talking about that? (laughs) Like he had taken this, he would take these questions in all of these directions and then like get kind of angry at the questioner. Like, uh, oh, but I guess I'll answer your question. Oh. And uh, so he kind of is like an asshole, but but he's not saying anything that isn't like accurate. <laughs> but um, the best one was this guy saying like, "Hey, you know, I I I want to be a filmmaker too, and I've I've made some a couple shorts, but they aren't to the level that I want because it's it can just be so frustrating, you know. And uh, and I view you as somebody who you know." You worked through all those frustrations and you kept doing it and i'm just like like what kind what can you say about that and uh shorts like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> like none of this is frustrating to me that's your own thing oh wow he's like you're spiritually flatlining man oh, maybe you man. should just not make movies
1: <laughs> holy
0: shit The guy was trying to find the psych, and he's just like, Nope, not being included in that shit. Let me tell you why. Because I love doing this. And I (laughs) just shut the guy down. That is great. So viciously. And it was just like, Oh shit. Like, he's, Nope, you're not going to lump me in with your crew. Like, I'm not frustrated at all by this. There's a reason I'm doing this. And then they ask, a, somebody asked him why. Well, that's really cool,
1: though, because it's like maybe that changed that guy's
0: perspective.
1: Yeah, maybe. maybe the guy was getting frustrated. And he's going, no, this is what I want to be yeah. doing. I mean,
0: it sounds mean to say, but really telling him, like, if you're this frustrated doing it, maybe you shouldn't be making movies. Right, right. Like, Re-examine your purpose. Like, you know, that yeah. sounds harsh, but <laughs> could
1: be good advice. Could be. Or just a way to realign that guy's thinking. You yeah. Know? It's like no, this isn't difficult. You're doing what you want to do, what you love to do. Yeah. You know what's difficult is working in a call center or being a janitor for twelve hours a day. You know.
0: Yeah, and then going. That's and frustrating. Making, yeah, that's frustrating as yeah. uh hmm. so unless the, you love being a janitor, right? That's, you, know. you do, you guys. Uh, so the crowd, who really didn't uh, mostly know who this guy was, was pretty immediately won over. Like, mm. it felt like, oh, shit, we are hearing something right now. <laughs> like, this guy is speaking truths. Mm, mm-hmm. and Because uh, it wasn't just the normal, polite kind of, like, banter. Oh, and he was great to work with, and he was right. great. It wasn't like he was shit-talking people. Right, it's like, you just got to persevere. Yeah, He's but no, it was like seeing you. a, like, you know, a, a life uh, coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally, right? <laughs> it was like crazy. He's like Tony Robbins. Yeah, like the big, craziest big guy just, Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> Backwoods love Tony it. Robbins. And uh, yeah, some guy asked him about like, hey, how's Mike Shank doing? And Mark Borschard, I don't know if there was animosity or anything, but Mark Borschart answered the question like a man who's telling his rights to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guy who committed a crime once and didn't want to get roped into anything else.
1: Shanks and a queen. Yeah, he was months. totally
0: like, look, man, I only, <laughs> he, he, he immediately starts with <laughs> like, "Mike Shank, look, man. <laughs> yeah, he immediately started, the, like he had been accused, like he, like he was, like somebody had just noticed that Mike Shank was reported missing <laughs> and he was immediately looking like, I don't have to answer your shit. Like, <laughs>
1: how's your friend doing? Look, man. <laughs> yeah. It started so I be trapped. Yeah, by this. immediately oh God, back Drake.
0: against the wall, like fighting his way out. He's like, "Look, I can only keep track of myself, man. I don't know when the last <laughs> like who am I talking to. I don't know. I don't keep track of when I talk to people." Oh man, and just like some. The guy who asked him was just like, "Hey, I just really wanted to know about Mike Shang, <laughs> like, the, like a totally nice guy that just got like look." Wow. Yeah, but that look, man. <laughs> hey, how's Charlie doing? Hey, hey, look, whoa, all right? hey oh. whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, you I coming at me with you'd that? Seen him? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was kind of him. Beautiful. And just, but he was so man, passionate about great. movies and making movies. And he talks about how he, he was talking about. Uh, somebody asked him about David Lynch. Do you like David Lynch movies? Because mm. he did not mention David Lynch in his exhaustive list Uh, of uh, filmmakers yeah Yeah. (laughs) and (laughs) through the next three minutes he talks about how he's watched the all of the films of david lynch multiple times and is currently reading a book about david lynch and has read other books about david lynch but no i don't like his work as much and i couldn't be inspired (laughs) by in any way (laughs) well it's uh, a man
1: even if you're not inspired by it, for him to take the, the time and the effort to know the shit, yeah, to know, like if it. he's going if he's, he's a, going to be this guy, he's gonna know the films of David Lynch front and back, whether or not it's yeah. a thing, because this is part of the
0: canon of this thing that he does. Yeah, That's it's great. just part of the people he's involved with in any way, right? And he's just scholarly about soaking up all of it. It's, That's like it's uh, William Lustig. Oh, sees yeah. every
1: movie. Yeah. When we were at the film festival, he was on his way to go see Olympus, Olympus has, fallen. has Fallen. And we, and we all, all like, did what? like a what? You're going to? He's like, yeah, yeah. The I other... heard it's a piece of shit, but I'm going or something, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, it so did. it's just like. But they, but that's it. Like you see everything. Yeah. That's just. That's he's, what you he's do. He's a filmmaker. A, yeah. He
0: wants to see him. I, and yeah, I there it that. was during the festival. So there was actual yeah. festival movies playing. And so we were like, "Oh, what are you going to?" cuz we were like following our own schedule. He's like, ah, "Olympus has fallen." <laughs> just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like thinking that it was just like a funny joke. Yeah. And then he's just like clearly goat walking into the door of <laughs> Olympus fall. He's like, "No." i was like, "Yeah, it's probably going to be a piece of shit, but uh" Like what? Why he just the guys just seeing <laughs> like hey, he's like oh you know it's on a big screen like that's how I want to see this one I like, love it it's so perfect and that's Mark Borchardt just seeing the stuff that he's you know not expected to see but just oh somebody might talk about this and I want to know where I stand mm-hmm. it's impressive man and it's uh you know so
1: I think that maybe a good time to transition yeah. into the main course of of uh, the the main movie is The Evil Dead yes. And, Which uh, we,
0: since I saw home, yeah. we we got saw to this see one this together,
1: together. Uh, in the new 4K restoration with yes. the new. I think it's it's the original composer, but it's kind of like they redid the he score for this. Expanded the score, yeah.
0: There's much more music, right. than there was originally. Because this
1: movie is so. It came out in '81, but it was filmed a few years before that, even. Yeah, and it's so low budget that it's basically like a mono track. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not even... A, the, originally, there wasn't even, like, a stereo track to this thing. And it was filmed in that 4 by 3 format, like Coven. So I thought it was kind of a cool, like, uh, relationship between yeah Coven and the Evil Dead. And in in the same way that I think Mark Borchardt's such an inspiring person, because he doesn't necessarily have to go to the expensive film school and get connected to this uh, Hollywood system right. to live his passion, which is what so much of... of what uh everyone is feeling yeah you know? everyone uh, who has a passion for this kind of stuff um maybe you know it seems like such a daunting thing to make a movie so a- oh, anyone who does it and completes it is uh i'm so impressed off. by it that's yeah. what
0: we were talking about shot on video right like man they made a freaking movie
1: but then when you can make something like the evil dead yeah the evil dead and just on actual change things uh, forever
0: you know not shot on video, obviously. They're lugging around. It was, yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, they, they were uh, Sam Raimi, the director, obviously now big <laughs> big shot yeah. uh, Hollywood guy. But uh, Bruce Campbell stars in it, big shot uh, cult guy. and Oh, yeah. But uh, they were just kids out of college. Uh, just wanting to make a grew movie. Grew up in, like, Detroit. Made this movie in a real abandoned cabin in Tennessee. And I just love how you don't necessarily have to have all of the Tools mm-hmm. to uh
0: make this work of art. Good ideas and just wanting to make a movie can and that go drive. a long way. Yeah, that actual compulsion can come out just so amazing. And yeah, Evil Dead. uh We got to see it recently uh, at a very packed. What a picture! Uh, what a picture! Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, the killing. Oh, a lot of killing, a lot of killing, Sorry. <laughs> <Had> <laughs> a killing. Had to throw a, a little. lot of resurrecting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we knew this one would be a, a popular night because it just has that kind of, that mm-hmm. is a cult movie mm-hmm. right there, man. This has a cult follower.
1: This is one like of those ultimate kind of cult Yeah, this classics. is the one that people
0: have seen 20 plus times because yeah. they're yeah. obsessed. We're not
1: we're not uncovering any new ground no. here. Uh, this, is <laughs> yeah. a, this is a Little beloved movie film. We like to call The people <laughs> Dead. But uh, it's, man, 40 years later, still. It's good. Just a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, uh, so much passion in every frame, so much love for the genre. It's a celebration. Uh, and uh, yeah, man. It's, uh, it was so great to watch it and to hear that score. This was
0: a, of a score. Ooh! So like you great. said, the, the mono track, one of the things that really kind of caught my eye about this movie when I first saw it. I first saw it when I was like 18. 19, right, 19, Sounds about right. Had, on VHS. Mm-hmm. In fact, until this screening, I'd only ever seen the movie on VHS. I probably hadn't watched it since the early 2000s. I mean, that's really where so... it, it
1: became the cult classic was yeah. when it became a video nasty in Britain mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then became, you know, yeah, a cult video uh, movie in the 80s yeah. after it was released. So I
0: had it on VHS and I never, uh, never seen it on DVD or Blu-ray. So I haven't watched it in a while, but I watched it a lot on VHS mm. and a thing that always stood out that that mono track how flat the movie was but in kind of like a creepy way you know it sure. it was like it kind of let me know like oh this is this is like a cheaper movie than you have oh yeah watched before right but it didn't make me any less interested in it it just really that was like a line that that uh, I hadn't crossed yet mm-hmm. I hadn't watched horror to that budget yet right and that's that was kind of exciting I was like the, the Evil Dead was the first. Oh, this, this is. Uh, how much is this? Well, cost?
1: It, it it elicits this feeling that Texas Chainsaw Massacre does as well for me, where mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a fictional movie yeah. that is set up and filmed and edited. It feels like, or like maybe Bla- Blair Witch did this to me too. You know that first found footage thing. It really feels yeah. like something real. It's the or something captured in real time,
0: or it's that idea that's I don't know the, I'm, I'm, the main focal point of video, drone. or just that insane people made it, yeah, you it's, know <laughs> it's it's video, drone, man. it's yeah. the footage that's so real mm-hmm. that it that it uh, lures you in like it it looks too real to be real, mm. you know, and that kind of level of cheap you know Texas chainsaw massacre, very cheap, very much more impactful for us because of its. Cheapness, right? You know, it feels too real to be real. And Evil Dead has a lot of that too, man. It's so homemade. It, yeah, Blair Witch is the perfect vibe for it. Like, it's so cheap that mm-hmm. it feels real. Exactly. Like, when Blair Witch came out, I remember, it, which was right around the time I, weirdly enough, saw Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. I remember my friend Anna calling me up in tears. She lived out in the woods. Her huh. Family lives in West Piner, uh-huh. the forest there. She thought this shit was real. She was so scared of the Blair people Witch, really she thought, it thought it was, was real. real. Yeah, none that's... of us had the internet. I had one friend with the internet at that point. I got the internet later in the year, uh, so we weren't like we weren't even involved in like all the online, uh, right? You know, site building stuff. She just thought it was fucking real. She thought she had just watched actual footage <laughs> of some people. She bought that into it. Girl. Kids were buying into that, that in as late as 98, 99. And, uh, and Evil Dead, for me, had that similar kind of vibe. Not that I thought, this is real, obviously. Oh, yeah. No. But, there
1: really are Kandari uh, demons right. uh, trapped within a Book of the Dead. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Sure, we no. know that. Yeah, we get but it. But these people I've,
1: didn't own I took it. a
0: history class. I get it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was so handmade that it just resonated more with me. Mm-hmm. It felt even more relatable to me. These people are going through the shit, man. Like, yeah. These people... Just scenes like that girl scrabbling her way through the woods and falling. It's like, this is just a girl in a skirt, like, scraping up her legs. Right. Falling through branches and stuff, man. Just because they wanted to make it look good.
1: By all accounts, that's literally what it was. 40 degrees out, go running through the woods with a guy with a camera behind you. Just real sick stuff. (laughs) Yeah, sick stuff to
0: put a bunch of actors through. Uh, But yeah, Miserable conditions, and the miserable conditions totally add to the movie yeah it looks the location is one of my favorite locations that's where i wanted to start actually in a movie
1: it is uh that cabin especially they it's the group of friends it's what's funny about this movie is that it's all the cliches wrapped up into one almost yeah and it starts with the group of friends go out to the cabin in the woods for a weekend of partying and whatever and uh that cabin man cabin shakes me that thing like (laughs) I, it doesn't surprise me that they literally found that cabin out in the woods and, and filmed there. Because no set dresser would be able to put that thing together. No. That thing Every room was so the- weirdly mm-hmm. different from each other. And the just the door and the the way that everything, all the doors like scraped against the wood floor. And oh, man, man, it was just such a like, I couldn't believe... A that those girls agreed to even stay there for right?
0: one second in these that are, cabin. These were normal looking ladies, <laughs>
1: respectable looking yeah. for sure, right? These were not, respectable
0: looking gals. They not cabin uh, schleppers like the oh. fellas. But man, that cabin is just that oh. establishing shot we get of them drive. I love the the bridge scene. is great. Oh, oh yeah, cow. Where are they finding these locations? <laughs> like, where are you finding these places? Where are you driving to to find this? Like the freaking dedication to find that Tennessee like, apparently. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, driving across that bridge, the shot of the tire going through is really cool. And by this point, your brain knows that it's a cheap movie, mm-hmm. but then you see stuff like that, that tells you, Oh, but this is good. Mm. Like, this is really good. And uh, I loved it when I first saw it. Oh, that establishing shot of them driving. Suddenly there's no road anymore. They're driving on, like, matted down grass mm-hmm. through trees. Like, where the hell are they going? Like, <laughs> who are they buying this from? Where yeah. are they renting it? And, uh oh, that first establishing shot we get of them driving up to the cabin. Like, oh, I got scared mm. when I, uh
1: first time I saw this. It's, oh. it's a genuinely creepy looking cabin. Yeah. And the way that they have the swing on the porch hitting <laughs> against the side.
0: Everything's hitting against each other in this house, uh. man. Things are banging and scraping against everything. Exactly. Oh. Chains rattling all the hallways. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. This house, it's such a great find. That outdoor uh, shop area that just has the dirt floor. hmm Like the unfinished, you know, not even, like, putting a floor down in that one because it's just the shop. Like, oh, my gosh. That's a. It really, yeah.
1: It just, it really looked like one of those cabins that like one guy built, you know, over the course of a year or something, shabbled together. Probably an insane person. Yeah,
0: had to know. be built by the mind. The of a... cellar
1: is a great cellar. I think they added the cellar door, uh, from what I heard. Uh, okay, but uh,
0: great cellar door. Though. That come that, on that cellar
1: down there and uh, oh. that basement down there. It's just everything. That's just so dirty and mm-hmm. dusty and it had that same.
0: it's that same vibe as it's texas like, chainsaw how did they do it yeah that it really freaking house is the gnarliest thing just that really you see a lot in horror movies especially like rob zombie stuff mm. the the creepily messy old house sure like oh but the first time you see it there in texas chainsaw creepier than n- normal houses <laughs> Uh, normal, normal old houses. Yeah, and this one but, is just
1: the wood looks so old. Like it's yeah. like it's one of those where it's like the wood's
0: not it, connecting anymore. And, yeah, ugh.
1: there's gaps in the door. Like yeah, oh man, just looks medieval. And then and then of course you know Ash and Scott are both like great. Ah, this is perfect. This is great. Hey, this is going to be that. fun. Hey, it does seem to have one. like a
0: functioning kitchen though. Like they made a dinner that they never got to. They enjoy. make a dinner. Yeah, one of the one of the tragic interrupted dinners in film <laughs> history it always always bothered me that like Kevin McAllister never got to eat his mac and cheese in Home oh, Alone that kills me every Dude, time that heaping bowl of the orangest like <laughs> fucking steaming mac and cheese right out of the and microwave he's like, fork to bowl said his prayer and then he never gets to touch that mac that's rough mm. that is the worst part of that movie for me can't handle that yeah Fallen soldiers, man. <laughs> so this is another tragically interrupted full meal that they'll never get to enjoy. They had, like, d- drinks. Mm.
1: Ugh. Those poor kids. They brought groceries.
0: <laughs> they did. They were they,
1: yeah. they. were planning for a full weekend it's of gonna fun It's going to be here. a fun weekend, and yeah. it got fucked. But they find a uh, book of the dead in yeah. the basement. Which, and, the, and the tape recording, you know, the reel-to-reel recording of wh- the guy. Do we
0: know what the first... Uh, finding a, a book and reading a passage was oh, was it uh it's
1: got to be dating back to the mummy or something right like i mean that's, but in a cabin in a ca- in the in basement a cab- of the cabin. in a basement of cabin are I, don't we, uh, I couldn't tell you that i'm sure mark <laughs> Borchart knows but uh yeah perfect question <laughs> get him on the guy. phone yeah get that guy up um yeah they the uh I, I actually really love the listening to the tape and the the guy explaining the getaway in the woods and me and my wife yeah. are out here. And somehow he knows the ancient
0: Kandari language to read the book, I know. of course. Um, yeah, that's a good... Uh, see, I do like that angle that they're playing a tape. I'd be interested in a tape. I'd, like, yeah, in- If
1: I find this in the basement of a creepy cabin and uh, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like a guy uh, telling his life story, I'm going to see what's going on. Yeah. I'm to
0: see what kind of tapes this guy's listening <laughs> to.
1: But uh yeah, it's it quickly goes bad because those are the secret words to awaken the evil dead, I guess. Yeah. Which it's, uh
0: it's it's been known to happen. <laughs> I think we've now had fair warning. Yeah. Like if I think the the only answer if this were to ever happen in real life, if a guy went to some rented cabin and read out of a skin bound <laughs> book, and then that guy's whole world just got fucked. Then no person alive would be like, they're like, well, come, on. we've had 40 years. We should know. Like, there's been, we should, nobody's reading out of books. No. They find in basements at this point. That should be rule number one. Like, that's yeah. up there. People know. It's established now. Yeah. So I think that guy would just, he would only become known for getting dunked on on Twitter because he's the guy. He's noob reading from the book of like, the day. Like, nobody dead. would care that demons exist. It would be more about, like, what Look at this idiot? <laughs> you but they weren't as read big, from that thing. They weren't as big idiots yeah. in 1981.
1: Well, they didn't have a TV there. You yeah. know, I mean, if there was a TV in that house and some videotapes, <laughs> yeah. none of this would have been no. happening.
0: <laughs> no, nobody's reading from the Book of the Dead in the basement. <laughs> it's the cabin's lack of amenities that drew them to some in the woods. So, like I said, this movie scared me when, when not as much now, mm-hmm. but it scared me when I was. In my teens. Well it's it's
1: intense. It yeah. does have a lot of intense stuff. The, the the people get possessed by these demons one by one.
0: The first the forest rape scene. The forest was, is Jesus. That,
1: that That one doesn't transfer over to Evil Dead 2. They, no, that doesn't get the remake they don't treatment.
0: Do that. Uh <laughs> that that was scary to me when I saw it. Oh my yeah. god, that that bothered me.
1: And again, that's kind of one of those where you're watching and going, how are they doing this? Yeah, it looks so... <laughs> how, are, it
0: looks how are they getting the, to say that the, looks the good, branches but, oh wrapping around this
1: woman? and, and
0: yeah, The it, effects are super impressive in that. Honestly, when he was dealing with $60 million budgets, his effects always looked about the same <laughs> as these yeah. effects in Evil Dead. If you look at uh, uh, Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. a lot of those practical effects look like a guy who could have done that on Evil Dead. <laughs> true, true. You know he, the skill that they had early, uh, which I don't think translated as well to once we became more CGI dependent. Yeah, his practical skill, I'm always blown away by mm-hmm. those effects. The branches, like you said, I thought that is still holds up. It's a really cool effect.
1: And uh, I I heard that the the main the the end of that scene where the main branch hits. In between the uh the legs there was all yeah. post production too, so oh wow, you know it's funny? There, there's moments in this movie that are like stop motion looking uh-huh. stuff there's there's a lot going on in this movie for it basically having what maybe fifty thousand dollar budget yeah, I think or something f-
0: fifty is the number I always remember yeah so uh yeah I yeah, was it starts like...
1: with the yeah, it starts with the trees going <laughs> evil. Taking over this woman, then uh, she's the first one to get possessed too, right?
0: Yeah, well, there's that great scene that reveals her possession where yeah. she's like facing away from them and then starts uh a... And then has that
1: great turn, yeah.
0: Yeah, you get a really great turn into, oh, things have changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, and then the makeup looks a lot like uh, The Exorcist to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... I uh, thought the makeup was really the good. The makeup in this thing is so great. I, I prefer this makeup to Evil Dead 2.
0: Yeah, this is my favorite of the... The three, mm. the away. one I
1: would want to watch more and more. I think. Yeah, I have seen this one more sure. than the others. Um, the uh, way that they do the deadite makeup in this is just so squishy and gross. Mm-hmm. And the dis the the only way you can kill these things is total dismemberment. I mean, complete.
0: So there is just some so off was stuff hacking. stuff. there uh, is a lot of
1: hacking of a lot of hacking of rubber limbs, <laughs> and just the way they got everything
0: twitching and stuff is just—it looks so good, so so good. It's so they had such great instincts mm-hmm. and will to do all this stuff. Um, yeah, and that's what drew me to the movie so much. Uh, it's sen- it's become a huge cult thing, and I've never been a full cult member. Because I I don't really like Army of Darkness and uh, right and I'm kind of in the you know more minority that the first one's my favorite but I love just how they weren't going for comedy there's funny stuff mm-hmm. but you're almost laughing at the absurdity of like what this guy's going through at this point right like, now he's got limbs coming after him and things are spurting blood yeah <laughs> uh, like he's never seen throwing up milk oh. and like. So you're kind of just laughing at the absurdity of just like, oh, this guy's going through shit. Well, just how it never stops. It's ceaseless. And just like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the things we always talk about is how the last 50 minutes of this movie is just (laughs) screaming. Just pure screaming. It's just pure screams. (laughs) It is pure frantic screaming and yelling and shrieking. Yep. And that's
1: pretty much what bruce campbell does uh the last 15 minutes of evil dead yeah yeah
0: and just like texas chainsaw that movie i saw for the first time with you yeah in portland on LaserDisc. disc it yeah. was a fun night the, uh, plenty of beers and <laughs> we watched uh texas chainsaw and man that movie got under me just mm. because of like put me on edge it just is because like yeah. you're just you're really being put there with this woman because she's screaming so much you're just basically screaming mm-hmm. at this point and yeah. oh god it just rattles me and evil dead has that same thing where you are not allowed to get comfortable for very long
1: right once the shit really hits the fan uh yeah it just never lets up no there's, there's no quiet moment and even if there is a moment the quiet moment is him you know burying his girlfriend <laughs> who he's just killed, <laughs> then that leads to, you know, obviously she doesn't stay buried, but yeah, yeah. It, the, 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 um, the movie itself just full force all the time. Oh, There's yeah. no holding back.
0: Yeah. It became a real, it became one of the first horror movies that I watched like multiple times. Mm. Like, you know, would watch it with people and, you know, look for an excuse to watch it. Uh, I've watched it several times on my, on my VHS. And then yeah, I must've hit my like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I, I did it. and uh, But I yeah. always loved it because he goes for horror. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have retconned it into being like, I laugh at all this stuff, you know? But they weren't going for comedy anywhere close to the same way they were going for comedy in Evil Dead 2. Yeah. And obviously right. Army of Darkness is more comedy than... Yeah, I wonder, I
1: feel like there must have been something in the reception of Evil Dead where, you know, he actually had to, Sam Raimi had to go to court and, like, defend this movie in in Britain. Yeah. Where we don't, you know, they don't have the exact same kind of free speech laws. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like that kind of is maybe what drove him to just put a lighter edge on it in the Mm. sequels and to turn it into more of a comedy maybe. Make it more accessible.
0: Interesting. I'm not sure. That's my I don't own. actually. I don't actually. Know. That's a
1: theory of mine. But you could tell this movie is all about the celebration of the horror. Yeah. And if there's funny moments, like you know, it's I don't know there's if it's funny, funny but but it's it's exhilarating in a way where you get to watch Ash, you know, Bruce Campbell. I mean, this is movie made him a star for a reason because you are just glued to him while he's. Yeah fumbling around this house, crashing into things, fighting off his friends, chopping things. How many bookcases
0: got to fall on this guy? Yeah.
1: How many bookcases? There were no bookcases in that (laughs) cabin until the final scene. It's like the evil dead puts all this stuff in front of him, I almost feel like. Such a
0: Resident Evil game, like move the bookcase (laughs) in front of the window. Totally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's so good. And uh, I just, uh, I was scared by it, though. Like, mm-hmm. it was. It played as a scary movie. So I hated this retcon when people just talk about how hilarious it was. Right. Because it's like, no, you're misremembering or trying to read humor. Like, I guess if you're the kind of guy that laughs through a bunch of killings, then maybe. Right, right. But they were going for scares. And, and, they, I think and the movie is scary.
1: Yeah. And they're going for an emotional connection too, because the, you know, there's this scene of Bruce Campbell wanting to give the girlfriend a a gift. And you can tell that he's, there is a moment where he's emotionally broken up about the fact that he has to bury her yeah, uh, because she's turned insane and uh, turned into this demon <laughs> creature. But uh, I think m- the feeling I get more from evil dead is not funny, but uh, just giddy almost like, the, yeah well, the, the makeup is just so compelling, and the 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 woman crashing on in the cellar you know door the whole time, and every part of it just the the amount of blood and just craziness that they go for I mean, just well, makes me like
0: happy and Raimi's, so I, Raimi's yeah. never it's uh, he's always acknowledged that he's like a huge like Looney Tunes fan, Ooh. just that chaos. Uh, oh yeah,
1: that's turn. That's that's what it turns into by yeah. by Army of Darkness. You literally have the you know skulls poking him in the eye, Three <laughs> yeah, Stooges style. Right? Um, it's
0: so silly. <laughs> and he, there and there wasn't quite that silliness here. Right. It was still, uh, uh, you know the the stuff that's horrifying when you're put into his position is like the woman just banging on the cellar constantly while he's also dealing with another thing like. Just yeah. the the chaos of it comes off just manic and yeah yeah giddy and scary to me. Uh, um, it's so impressive and people were way into it. I mean, this was oh yeah, Evil Dead. Super oh, chaos. we didn't have people like
1: laughing inappropriately at the movie that we were watching, but yeah. And I think the the score coming through had a lot to do with that because the score has a lot of emotion. It had a lot of uh,
0: threat and darkness to it. Yeah, the score. So as people are probably familiar with i'm like a big i'm a big, i love a good movie score can you're really, a scorehead yeah i'm a real score guy <laughs> got my scores membership oh. and uh oh, i uh <laughs> but a good score can really like bump up a movie oh for sure high for me like i'm sure there's some not as good horror movies that i love just because i love The score. Something like like the boogeyman.
1: Take away a score from something like Halloween and it's literally just a guy driving around a car for 20 minutes. (laughs) There's not really a lot going on,
0: (laughs) but there's this score underneath it that's propelling it forward in this scary way, you know? And Uh. (laughs) and so I was most – so I hadn't seen Evil Dead in at least 15 years, but I think Mm -hmm. probably more. But I've watched it a lot Before that. Right. Growing up. It might be. It's going to be your Reservoir Dogs thing. Right. Seen a bunch of Reservoir Dogs. Eventually it's going to be long enough. And then I assume you'd watch it with me. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually the gap will be long enough where you're like going to want to see it again. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what like he's shown Evil Dead before at the cult thing. And I think it's like, nah, I've seen Evil Dead. But this time I was like, yeah, I want to see Evil Dead. (laughs) And the score and the new restoration was great. part of the big thing that drove me there. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't try to make it a widescreen
1: or anything. They kept it 4 by yeah, 3 Yeah, they kept it. And it looked good. The, it looked like it should have looked. Like, they didn't
0: overdo it. Exactly. But it looked great. It looked great. It looked the best it could look while still looking like the Evil Dead. Right. And the Joe LaDuca score was mm. a total home run.
1: I looked that guy up. He's done a million things. Oh,
0: well, he well so not only did he do the other, you know, Army of Darkness and Evil right, Dead 2, right. which are both... Really good scores. I do like the. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the scores for Raimi stuff. But Joe oh, LaDuca yeah. did a lot of like TV fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like Xena. Mm. And <laughs> that Xena Warrior Princess and Legend of the Seeker. Probably
1: because Army of Darkness. I was going to say Army of Darkness definitely has more of that fantasy sound because mm-hmm. it takes place in the medieval and, times, t- of course. And Ted
0: Raimi was in uh, Xena.
1: Oh, cool. So I there's. Don't... I don't know if I ever watched Zena growing up. I don't. I don't think I got into the Hercules Zenaverse. I didn't
0: like Hercules, but I saw some Xena, and it's. I uh, bet I, I bet fun. I go back and I watch it. and I like it. Zena yeah. is I, I, worthy of a <laughs> of a redux. Might have to check Let's that go out. back into that. <laughs> but yeah, t- uh, but the Laduca stuff. He does that kind of uh, fantasy score really well. Nice, and so the but his horror scores. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Evil Dead score, it was so fleshed out. It didn't have a ton of music in the first one. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like music is a positive part of every scene. Yeah. You really got the quiet moments, really nice. And some of the sweets are just it was it sounded amazing. Yeah. So that was that was a huge drawing point for me and I think it was I think it totally delivered. It was great. But yeah, this this movie is just again, we watch so many homemade feeling movies mm-hmm. and it's really powerful for me. It those really impact me more. We talk about Black Past, mm-hmm. which needs its own episode. Oh yeah. We need to do we'll a get full there. black past we episode. We need to
1: build up to Black Past. Oof. Yeah. Like guys. That's I mean, a, guys. <laughs> you guys. What a picture. What a picture. I did that
0: twice in one episode. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it earns it. <laughs> but it's so I think we were so drawn into it even more because of that homemade feel Mm -hmm. it just really has that way of breaking the fourth wall for me Mm. and really just putting me in it by being like oh yeah this is this is cheap like this this, these guys were doing this shit Yeah. yeah like oh it's such a great vibe and Evil Dead has just the best versions of that vibe Exactly. Locations, the acting, the acting—it does everything. The acting's actually pretty good. There's some mm-hmm. silly dialogue moments at times, uh, but I don't know. I thought Bruce Campbell handled it really well. A couple of ladies were really. Why good. would it, Why would Bruce Campbell agree to do this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for this being like, yeah, him
1: being basically 20 years old, and, yeah, and uh, you know, having done nothing before this. I mean, I can't imagine uh, just the amount of dedication and work that you know and bruce campbell you know from everything I, I read about this movie or whatever he was doing everything i mean he was as committed as sam raimi to making this happen yeah you know he's he was basically doing three weeks on his own with sam raimi you know in that last scene be, when the rest scenes, of yeah. the cast and crew were like okay our six-week uh, contract is up <laughs> you know but bruce stayed there and uh he earned it
0: yeah definitely earned it it's yeah it's so exciting seeing that level of passion, mm-hmm. like that just gets me into a movie or any project way more when you can see the level of dedication, like, oh my God, like they had to put themselves through some awful conditions just to make this thing that they really wanted to make. yeah, that they don't even want you know, what are the odds of? Oh, it none of them thought successful? anyone was going to see that, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and again, it, it took about a year and a half from the time they finished it to when they actually got distribution and got it shown and stuff. So, yeah, you know, the but, process doesn't end when you're out of the woods oh filming. Gosh, no. There's so much more that goes into it on, on the other end. I just I can't imagine. It's one of those where it's like I get inspired watching these, but not inspired to actually <laughs> no. do a movie. It like, makes me feel better about humanity, like, but not like inspired to do something. And even even in today's age where we could probably make a movie on your new iPhone, yeah, you know, and it wouldn't be that bad. But no. I'm just like, oh, that seems like such a hassle, right? <laughs> and then to have people shit on it would just <laughs> I couldn't I would I wouldn't you know be able what? to deal with that. I'll
0: just stick to talking about and I'm, shitting I'll just on judge others, yeah, yeah, I'll just judge other stuff. It give works. my opinions on those other things well yeah we got good opinions though i know i got that no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah so in a i think the next episode be mm-hmm. a next episode teaser here yeah because we yeah. saw when we saw the evil dead it was the lead feature in a double feature with the beyond Mm. Got a couple of Gates to Hell movies. Yeah. On a, on a recent kind night. Of a similar, yeah, a lot of similar vibes happening uh-huh. uh, in the Beyond. So we will go through the legendary Italian Gates of Hell movie. Oh, man. Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. It's
1: going to be our squirmiest episode yet because we got some... we're going to have to talk a lot about eye stuff in the next episode. Which, <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's going to be some eye stuff. Hold on to your butts uh, and your eyes. But, but yeah. yeah.
0: Go see American movie.
1: Oh, it's gotta yeah. Be start with American somewhere. Movie, right? Start American Movie. And it's probably just... like t- two bucks on Amazon if it's anything,
0: right? Yeah. And try not to be inspired by these weirdos' plight <laughs> into making something they believe in. Yeah. It's exhilarating. Try not to enjoy it even if you're not a fan of that, which you probably wouldn't be listening to us. Because it's come to this. It's
1: come to this, and if and if you've never seen Evil Dead, see it obviously. But if you've seen it a million times, see it with this new score. Yeah, if you have and the this chance. new restoration. I didn't
0: realize when it got announced that we would be getting something so uh, exclusive. It was great. It was great. But uh, so. once the date got closer, it's like, oh, we're like towards the start of this run, of mm-hmm. this being shown for the first time. Yeah. With this the might, new it, score and the new restoration. Hopefully it's
1: out there for a little bit. We're, we're going to drop this before Halloween, so hopefully yeah. uh, you get a
0: chance. But, yeah. If it's making the rounds on the, the film circuit. Absolutely. So if you get a chance to see it, you got to Thanks for listening, guys. Thank it has you. come to
1: this. It did. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. We'll talk to you next time.